Welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all those things that culture doesn't want to talk about. That'll scare you. Man, Nathan, we just came from a scary place this past week out in the swamplands. We did. We entered the swamp and... Micah, I'm happy to to say we finally made it on Fox News. Hey, and what an amazing thing. I, that was, I did not see that one coming. Someone sent me a text and uh, said, hey, did you know you were on Fox News? I was like, no, I did not, Bro, actually. that was hilarious. That was awesome. And then, actually, uh, I was taking uh, my son's uh, field trip class to uh, the, the, the fire station today, and the teacher said, my husband and I, I, she was riding in my car with all the kids and, and she said, uh, she, I said, I was out in DC and she was like, what were you there for? And I was like, well, with the pastors, bunch of pastors we were meeting. And she was like, were you, were you that group of pastors that was singing in the rotunda? And, uh, I was like, yeah. And she's like, we just, we saw that on Fox news yesterday. And I was like, yeah, I was right there. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it was awesome. But you know, Nathan, I was encouraged. I don't know about you, but seeing all those pastors out there hearing from guys like Tim Scott and uh, Mike Johnson, the, the Congressman from Louisiana and Ryan's Priebus and, and, uh, you know, some really solid believers, Hogan Gidley, yeah. guys like that, that are just yeah, fighting I, a good fight. I, I thought that that was so encouraging you know, and then on top of that, we get to go around with Bob McEwen and Chad Connolly and David Barton around the Capitol. And we got that Capitol tour where we ended up sitting in the House of Representatives. You know, that was that was an amazing experience. And the thing that really hit me hard was when David Barton says, look at all these statues all around the Capitol building. One fourth of all of these men were preachers. Yeah. And they were ministers of Amazing. the gospel. Amazing. And you 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 look and go, where were we founded? One fourth. I mean, that's a huge amount of people. Yeah. And and I love even in the when you're sitting in the chambers of the house, you have all of these Lawgivers. These, these lawgivers that are in stone all around the top of the building, and they're all facing sideways, except yeah, for in profile. the- Yeah, their profile sideways, except for in the very back, right in the center, facing forward, looking right down at the speaker, whenever the speaker is speaking- Is the lawgiver. Is the lawgiver Moses. Yeah. And it was just such a powerful reminder that we are founded in Judeo-Christian values in America, and we cannot lose that. If you, We can't be free- if we, if we don't have a sense of morality within our hearts, and that's what our founders knew, and we're getting away from that. I mean, we haven't taught our kids in schools uh, what morality based on God's law is. Therefore, they're shooting up their schools, and mm-hmm. people are growing up and walking into schools and shooting them like we saw the last, you know, last week with, uh, or this last few days with the Nashville shooter. And, and, and we can't be free. You're going to need a communist-style government to keep their thumb on the people if we don't have morality written on our hearts. And that's what our founders knew. And when you go to Washington, it is everywhere. God is everywhere in Washington and, and it's carved in stone, which is literally carved in stone. It's carved on our monuments. The scripture is everywhere. If you know where to look, it's at all the monuments and, and it is to, to make sure that everybody knows where our founders found their hope and found truth. And now, you know, you really look at it and you go, we've abandoned the God of our forefathers. Yep. And now look at the consequences and the and and and, and just the the travesty that is our society, and they were giving us the the lifeline. You know, they give you the freedom of religion because first and foremost, so you can go back, go back to where everything was right, go get back to repentance. And I'll tell you what, it was 
It was empowering. It was it was it was beautiful to go back and look at the history. And David Barton's not going to hide it. He's going to show it to you. If you are not familiar with David Barton Wall Builders Ministry, man, you got to go check them out. Learn where we're coming from because it's it's just incredibly powerful. It reinstates the truth where the lies and the lack of talking about it has led our people to not know where where or who they are. Well, speaking of national politics. We, and, and overcoming the swamp. And overcoming the swamp. We've got a guest on uh, the show with us today who's running for president of the United States of America. That's right. We've got a presidential candidate run, uh, on our show. And this guy, he's not a Republican. He's not a Democrat. He's running as an independent. His name is Tony Zork. He's a singer, songwriter, author, successful entrepreneur. He's a lifelong athlete, a husband, father, a man of faith. He's put all of that aside because he feels God calling him uh, to get involved in the fight to take back our country. And and so, Tony, thank you for joining us on Jesus, Sex, and Politics today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Well, Tony, tell us a little bit about yourself. It's fascinating that you want to run for president, and I've got many questions uh, about that. I run. Bet. <laughs> but most but, people do. That's right. <laughs> but tell us, kind of, give us your little uh, your stump speech. Like, who are you? What? Why are you doing this? What's led you into this battle that 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 our nation is fighting? Yeah. Well, guys. I mean. Um, yeah, so I come from, I have a very deep faith. Um, I'm a, I am a Christian and, uh, I was, um, doing really well as an entrepreneur. Super great. I was, I start, I was an accountant by trade. I started a, a software company, an accounting software company, and it was, it was just doing wonderful. I was raised very middle class. I was raised in a Christian home, but was never really a believer around 2012, I was at a point with my business where I'm like, Oh my God, I am, I just can't take it anymore. I can't do this on my own. And I, it was, so it was about eight, I think it was April 12th of 2012. I even marked it in my Bible. So that church and I was, I, you know, like my wife led me to church, like God knows me so well. He created like a beautiful blonde girl for me to follow to church. Right. <laughs> he, he knows how I was wired. Right. So I'm like, oh, this is great. She's going right. So I got there and I just, I couldn't do it on my own anymore. And I thought to, I'm going to really give God a try. And I was amazing. I, I, I made fun of the whole term, like born again, Christian and, and, and whatnot. And I just like laughed at those people, mocked them. And then I ended up like really being one, right? I'm like, oh my God, that's what I am. I'm like, I can't even believe I'm saying that. And so I really committed myself to the Lord around 2012. I started tithing and my first check I wrote out to the church. I'm like crying. I'm like, this is so stupid. I'm not I'm giving away all my money. And then the Lord, you know, just blessed us, blessed us. And the business grew so insane. And, um, you know, just, just making more money than I ever knew I, I would make. And, so what happened in 2019, unfortunately, we had a family tragedy. Um, my oldest son was passed away at 20 oh, years old what? in six weeks. He was um, at school and it was just like a complete storm. Uh, it was so unexpected. He was the picture of health. 
um, just not, no drugs or alcohol, no foul play. And I, most people don't even believe it because it's like, why would this guy pass away? Right. He was so healthy. And so that just put us into a tailspin where I went to my wife and I'm just like, okay, this changes everything. What do you want? Life is so short. This is real. What do you want to do while we're down here? And to me, I had found over the years, to me, the definition of success is waking up each day and trust, listening and obeying God. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. And I just could not get out of my head how angry and upset I was as a citizen how broke the government was, how I just thought, gosh, this is, it really is evaporating for everybody. It's evaporating on every end. We're like six inches from the cliff. And I, I'm like, okay, I want to go help the cause in Washington. So I decided to, I decided like what most people do, I'm not going to go for president. That's nuts, right? Um, I'll go serve as a senator or congressman. I'll run in my district, right? And so I had the, the means to go really do my own research. I, I went about nine months to 12 months talking to people in the parties, talking to party leaders, talking to lobbyists, talking to everyone in the Washington establishment. And it became very clear to me as an entrepreneur, I'm like, Oh, this is really familiar. This is just like business, right? Actually these two, there's two firms. What's going on is there's two law firms running the country. There's a red one and a blue one. And they actually just, they work just like a corporate law firm when, you know, you come in as a, as a junior associate and you get promoted up the ranks based on your ability to fundraise and spin the right story. And so I, I decided, wow, oh my gosh, that all of these, and by the way, all their funding is from corporations. Nobody's funded from uh, citizens, right? And so I decided it was better for me to work as an activist outside the system than to join the establishment and be a part of part of it. And, and, and I, I just figured I'd be at the same place. All these other people are, I can't really do it. And even the president can't change the system at this point. It's just run away. It's established the culture set. Um, so that's why I'm running as for president as an independent. I'm committed to only taking financing from citizens, which means I work for them. So what, what I see as the problem of the country is there's never been a president or political parties committed to only campaign funding from citizens and ordinary citizens don't give money to political campaigns. So that's something that's just totally foreign for over, you know, 99%, uh, 99% of the population. So I decided, you know, as big as the hill is to climb, it's better to go climb that hill than join the ranks and do and be, be, be nothing, right? Be no change. Well, and that that's a it's a powerful story, Tony, and I I love your heart and all this. But I guess my question to you is, um, I mean, what do you think you can accomplish? If you, I, I understand the heart behind the purity behind, I'm only going to take money from citizens and not corporations. But but you're you're essentially trying to win a. Uh, three-dimensional chess match by playing checkers and I think that's where that's my question to guys like yourself I'm like man I'm all in for you know storming the hill but but do you really think you're gonna have a shot to be able to make an impact 
um, and, and I would say it sounds like now I, I, we're going to get into some of your issues here in a little bit. And I don't know, I don't know where you stand on every issue, but it sounds like you're probably more in the Republican vein of things. I mean, you, 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 you're a term limits guy. Uh, you're a, uh, you're, you're, you're man of faith. Um, and, and, you know, again, we'll, we'll find out about more of the issues, but just from the way you're talking, it sounds like you're a little bit more in that conservative bent. So outside of polling votes away from the Republican candidate, do you really think you can make an impact by running for such a huge office that does take so much money to just get your name out. I mean, you, you know, campaigns are marketing competitions and that's why I do. people yeah. spend 300, 400, $500 million. Uh, right. and, and it's probably going to be over a billion dollars, uh, potentially for each candidate in 2024 here. And I mean, that's what right. you're saying. I mean, it's just absolutely insane when you think about the amount of money that is spent. Uh, but it, it's, uh, to, 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 I just, I just want to throw that out to you. What do you think you can do? What, what dent can you put into this? Yeah, no, and it's a fair question. And, and I, I totally can understand why the, the skepticism and I, I believe I, I get it every day. And I would, I would honest, it's a, it's a, it's a friendly skepticism. It yeah. You it's know, a, yeah. it is. And so I would, I don't believe I'm a spoiler for the Republican party. Uh, any more than I am from the Democratic Party. I believe both of these firms are completely corrupt and they just serve different corporate masters. Um, I am more fiscally conservative, but if I had it my way, I'd be a fiscally conservative democracy. So I don't see myself, if I'm a spoiler, it's a double spoiler on both sides. So I don't see myself being, you know, drawing down one side over the other. Um, and I do keep my faith separate than my politics. But I believe I can win the election. I know how crazy that sounds, but I need to get ballot access in a path that, two, you know, 270. I believe I can get the ballot access with my approach, which is unique through music and story. And then I need to uh, raise $250 million. I mean, if, if 5 million Americans give me $10 a month from now to the election, um, uh, we, we'll have way more than that. And then you need to be polling nationally 15% or more, and I can make it to the presidential debate. And I think at that point, it's going to be the choice between, you know, just Tweedledum and Tweedledoo. It's just the same thing over and over. It's just a vote for no change. You know, not, I mean, it, it, at all. So I think people want change. They want what I'm offering, which is a way to fix the system. I know it's unprecedented. I know the last guy who did it, was George Washington. So it, it, it's totally reasonable to be skeptical. But if it's God's plan, it will, it will work. And so I'm going to find that out. Yeah, that's good. So when you say you keep your faith uh, separate from your... How did you say that exactly? I don't want to misquote that. I keep my faith separate from my politics. What, what does that mean? How does one do that? Well, one does that by recognizing that the founders created... Uh, the, the separation of church and state and what, where I, what I believe personally, I have to accept that I live in a society with people who don't believe that. And there's non-believers that I'm sharing this society with. So Tony, yeah. where, where do you get that? Can, can you, can you back that? I know it gets said a lot and, and people seem to believe it, but where is the separation of church and state in our founding documents? It's in, it's in the first amendment. Well, the First Amendment actually just says Congress shall make no law 
uh, establishing uh, religion. So, I mean, so, Correct. exactly. But, but that's just yeah. saying Congress shall make no law. But the, our founders were very clear that the Judeo-Christian faith was the faith of our of our society. And you can't, it's kind of what we were going back, we were talking about uh, earlier when we were talking about our trip to D.C. You can't separate your faith from your politics because even even atheists or secularists, they have a faith. Yeah, they that, that's their religion. That's their religion. And they, 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 they legislate policy based on their faith. So you as a Christian should absolutely go legislate based off of your faith. I mean, how do you... That, that is the role of president. I don't see the role of president that way. I see the role of president is fixing the system so people are represented appropriately. And then if we have a, a, a true democracy, then we vote and we live with that. So I could understand more in the, in the realms of running for Congress and Senate how that is more relevant. Well, but but, a pres- the, the founders wanted the president to be above party politics, to be a president for everybody. Well, I mean, to, another thing too, remember democracy, our, our, our founders hated democracy. We are not a democracy, nor should we be a democracy. Democracy is the is mob rule. It It's majority rule where there's no minority rights. And so our founders were very clear in their writings that this is not a democracy. We democratically elect representatives, but then they go and represent in a republic and and only that way does the minority have have rights because in a democracy the majority could say hey we're going to kill you and take your house and they win i mean that's a democracy right there and, and i'm not I, i'm not changing the superstructure of the constitutional republic i'm just making the, the, the plan i have would be to pass two constitutional amendments so one is for term limits okay so that which we agree, that, I agree yeah, with we love yeah. term limits okay so you agree with that so the second one is for what i call refereed elections Okay. So what's going on in, in Washington is that um, in any in, in, there's a it's, it, politics is a competition. It's a team sport. It's no different than a football game, baseball game, anything. And anything that we compete in, we have a judge, we have an umpire, we have a referee. There is no such thing in the political space. And as a result, it's just become a contest of cheating between the two teams. And once one te- team cheats, the other team has to cheat. And it's just who can cheat the best and do deceitful things the best is at, at this point. And that's where we're at today. That's why nothing ever changes. Nothing gets done. So you're, if, you, if you think one of these teams is better than the other, it, they're not. And it's because the structure's broken. The system's broken. If you're conservative, that's wonderful. We have a place for you. This, this movement is going to create two new political parties that are same as, same as me funded only by citizens adhere to term limits. You can elect conservatives to represent you in a system that works. You don't have to keep propping up uh, a cheating corrupt duopoly with what we have now. Well, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of corruption uh, to your point. I, I agree with you on that. I, I just would say, I mean, I, I, our, our system, I think, works if we, if we allow it to work. I mean, we have created an overbearing judiciary. I mean, our judicial branch is far more powerful than our founders ever wanted. It's begin to, you've begun to see legislation. They failed us on a lot of levels. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah. And then the executive yeah. branch has also begun to uh, legislate by executive order and fiat. And that's, then that's a problem right there. But but we've, you know, I, th- I do think our constitution has really done a great job of laying the groundwork for, for freedom. We just got to get back to doing what the constitution says 
says to do, and more importantly, doing what the Constitution says not to do. And uh, and and so, but but I, I kind of want to hit some points here with you, just so people can get to know you a little bit. Let's 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 talk through some of the the core issues of our day, if that's okay. Just kind of kind of where do you stand? What policies you would like to see enacted if you were you know uh, in this in, in, elected to this office? And so um, I, I guess the first one we have, you know, Nathan and I are are, are very much in the pro life camp, and we believe the Declaration of Independence says uh, everyone has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And you can't have liberty and the pursuit of happiness if you're not first protected, uh, your, your, uh, inalienable right of life is, is, uh, is not protected. So where do you stand on the life issue? Well, look, I mean, this is what the corrupt duopoly wants us doing is discussing these social issues and politicizing them. It's the, through the politicization of these issues that they achieve their power and distract us from what's really going on is that they work for and represent corporations, which is a lie when they're supposed to be representing people. So this is the best way to do it is politicize these social issues and then just let us go to town and let us go to war on each other culturally. And that's where we're at today. So I think, you know, I I don't think abortion is the issue. I think the, I think the constitution and representation is the issue. I think if we have a, a government of the people for the people by the people, we can figure this out and, and stop politicizing this issue, right? What, what do you think about a woman, guys, when you think about, you know, a woman in, who has an unwanted pregnancy, she's probably there because she doesn't have a strong faith, right? Like she's, so we're in a society where this woman is not really probably walking with God. And then we want to, if, if you're a conservative and you're pro-life, you want to force this certain way on her, right? Is that going to help her and grow her faith if she doesn't get faced with a true choice of, of what to do, right? God gave us free will, didn't he? Um, well, so, I don't know. Tony, I, I guess I, I think that to not, I don't feel like you're telling me exactly where you'd be on that issue. And, and I think that's, what's and that, that's a little bit scary of when it feel, um, you know, and I mean this respectfully, please hear it. Right. Um, but it sounds like a dodge. Um, you know, I, I can, this is why your, your statement about, you know, being able to lead politically apart from your faith, that, that to me is a little bit, you know, that's, that's like, Hey, jerk your head up and pay attention to what he's saying. Because that, to me, is saying, I'm not going to tell you where I stand. Sometimes you have to push where where you stand. Hopefully, where you stand is where God stands. I really don't, you know, it doesn't matter where what my opinion is or Micah's or yours. In the end, it's what did God say, and then you're getting to objective truth. And and I I don't really care that America has a lot of different views on it that we want to get represented. I care more about whether we're standing in truth. And truth says that that lady, yeah, she might be far from the Lord, but me saying she has a choice to now kill her child doesn't help her at all. That's not love. But that, but, that, but, but, but abortion is a religious belief. If you put it to the smell test, you are, you are completely, it, it's based on religion. It's based on your belief on God that you have the, well, you it, have, and it's a beautiful it's a beautiful conservative point of view, isn't it? I mean, it's, I have no qualms with it. So um, are, you, I've, are it, you against, are you, are you against murder? 
I mean, I guess that would be the question. I, like, where, where do you stand on, I, like... I am against murder, yeah. So... Uh, but I don't believe... I, I don't believe abortion's murder. I, I believe that a murder is premeditated, and I don't... I believe there's a simple proof that, you know, no woman gets pregnant to get an abortion. There's just something no one does, right? Well, and so you, can, I, you can make that point, but we also have laws on the books right. for manslaughter. So, I mean, like, okay, you didn't try... To, you, it wasn't premeditated, but there was still an innocent life was still taken. I mean, now maybe mm-hmm. you, maybe you and I disagree on where the where life begins, and that's that might be the that might be the the crux of the issue. Do you do you believe life begins at conception or not? And and uh, and I think that, but at some point, I mean, objective truth is is where we got to get back to. And if we believe life is valuable. Well then, we gotta have we gotta have a president who will protect that life, so that we can have liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And and you, as the president, you will you will be the one who carries out the enforcement of the law. You don't make law as president, but you carry it out. And if we say as a society, hey, we value life, then I would hope as our president, you would be someone that would say, but guys, I, would protect I life. mean, you're yeah. So you're thinking in terms of way this, the way the system works now, which I totally understand because it's hard to think about it in another way. Right. But it's the system's broken. The system's not working the way it's supposed to. So we have tribal politics where we get a, a blue leader, a, a red leader, and that, that leader goes and fights for that tribe. That's not the role of the president. The, the, the role of the president is to unify the country, protect the constitution and protect our constitutional republic. We don't need to use the word democracy if you don't want to. It's not Athenian democracy that we're talking about here. It's, it's, it is just, it is doing what the founders wanted. It's just removing the representation from corporate and special interest groups back to the citizens, which is what they had intended because corporations weren't around back then. It was late 1800s that the Supreme Court, you know, declared that um, corporations are a thing and get representation, which is a huge mistake upon other huge mistakes that the Supreme Court's made. I agree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so um, I, and I, I know you're saying we got to fix it, and I hear you say we got to get back to the original intent. And one of those, it sounds like, if I can put words in your mouth here, I, I don't get, I, it's not often I get to put words in the, in the mouth of a presidential candidate, so, <laughs> but I'm going so to do that. You would say get rid of the corporate influence, right? So getting rid I of would. corporate influence. And, and I, I think that's a, that's a strong argument. I think a lot of people would agree with that like term limits as well i think uh, I'm, I'm the chairman of the u.s term limits uh, uh organization in indiana so i'm their indiana chair and so i understand that uh upwards of 80 percent of americans see term limits as a good thing support it. Yeah, yeah federal term exactly limits. uh and so i i get you on that one um but you know there you, you essentially you're gonna have to tell people where you stand on these core issues and, and let them decide whether or not you're right for us. I always tell politicians running, I said, just tell me what you believe and at the core of who you are. But that's not, not, but that, but why is that important if that's not my agenda? Because, right? and, and, because I, because I do think every executive has an agenda and rightfully so. I mean, you can't be a good executive if you don't have a vision for the country. I do have an agenda and a vision is to fix the constitution. It's to, it's to return representation back to people from corporations. It's, it's to put a referee in the game. That's my agenda. And who would the so that's what I'm there be? to do? Who yeah. would the referee be? A different country? Who would that be? <laughs> 
that's not a, that's not a bad idea, maybe at this point. You know, it's going to be Vladimir Putin, right? You know, um, so the rep, so I don't want the, the second, UN playing. playing yeah, yeah, anything. yeah. So who's yeah, if, so, if it's conservatives and Democrats, largely, you know, or Republicans and Democrats? Who who's the third party? Yeah. So this the the refereed elections amendment. What it does is it creates a, a nine person citizen council that empowers. Uh, them to act as have the rights over over um, the political parties and the media as well. So it's 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 all on our website. You can check it out. Um, but it's so the citizen council is it has a, a two 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 uh, uh, people roll over every election cycle. But it is an application lottery vote mechanism. So it can't be gamed if you have to be 55 or older, 50, between 55 and 70 to apply to be on the council. And then it's a lottery system to get four candidates per open seat. And then we elect using uh, a national method to, to have one of those people serve. And it's a one-term six-year service. And you cannot hold an office before or after that. And you can't have held an office. So it's a true citizen council that will enforce electioneering laws to get rid of gerrymander, gerrymandering to police campaign finance. Also rate the media. We have a lot of biased media in, in the system and, and people you know, aren't so aware of that. So the constitution gives the states the right to set, to set their own election laws. Um, so how would that nine person council, when you say nine person council, the first thing I think Supreme is the court. Supreme court and how corrupt the Supreme court has done things over the course of, of its history. I mean, you look at, Agreed. you look at like the Dred Scott decision, right? You look at Roe v. Yeah. Wade. I mean, you, you can go back and you can see countless times where nine guys, made a decision that affected the whole country poorly. So what what would stop Agreed. this nine nine member body from doing similar damage to our Yeah, to so our the Republic? Supreme Court is appointed by the president who's a, a political position at this point and it is a life appointment which, you know, back in the day life meant, you know, whatever, 45, <laughs> not forever. So it, it's it's a way way different mechanism. We're talking a application lottery vote one six year term, and, and cannot hold an office before after. So it's just a way different when mechanism. You say, when you say lottery, so is, does that mean anybody in America, like as a citizen, could potentially be sitting in that seat? You're, you you have to live last fifteen years in the country, be over fifty five years old, and be a native born. Uh, citizen. Um, and so then that would make you eligible to be in the lottery. So, so you have to be in, you have to be in between 55 and 70 during the time you would enter there, enter, enter there, there through the election. So then you choose four positions for, for each open seat to a rolling off every two years. And then the country would elect those. Now it'd be about six weeks before the election that um, that, that those would be revealed, the winners of that lottery, the four, the four who won that lottery. So there's not a lot of time. There's no time to campaign. There's just, you know, we'd have a basic mechanism to evaluate these candidates based on their true credentials. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to plan and, and run like a politician for that. 
Well, it's, I mean, it's very interesting. I, I, I like the fact that you're thinking outside the box. I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm kind of, I'm just thinking, man, there's a lot of people 55 years old that I know or older that would be terrible <laughs> for something like that. And, you know, you're just kind of playing Russian roulette a little bit with, uh, with that. And, and I, again, I think you're, you're doing that because you want to keep it pure, right? But, but you also got to, you know, I go back to Exodus 18 where Moses says, or Jethro tells Moses, you elect men who are capable, fear God, uh, are trustworthy and hate dishonest gain. Those are the those are the leaders you should put in place. And so, you know, the first thing he says to to Moses is they they need to be capable. And so, the fear that I have with the lottery is that you're just you're just throwing it out there, and this per you might get somebody that's completely not capable of. You might, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you, you might. But oh, that's where like you have argue. the election. It's it, 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 it's it's an election from there. You're still election. You're still having a competition between those four winners. So hopefully you know, all in out of the four, you're going to get someone who's decent. Right. And it, you know, there is no foolproof system with anything we do, yeah. but it's, this is far better when where we're at. Um, and Congress is not going to police themselves. And, and with the Supreme court, the way it is too, that has basically overridden. I mean, to give the Congress a little bit of credit, they tried to pass some campaign finance uh, rules back with McCain, Feingold and whatnot. And then citizens United hit and, and uh, the Supreme Court ruled, ah, no, dark money for everybody. So, yeah. you know, they, they're just, it's failed in all in all. This does, this amendment does have term limits, not only for the Congress and Senate, but for the Supreme Court as well, to 18 years for a Supreme Court term. You know, the Congress has full control over the Supreme Court. The Congress could actually tell the Supreme Court what they're allowed to hear and what they're not not allowed to hear if they really wanted to they could whittle that thing down to john roberts playing cards in a dimly littered room by himself there is no there is no precedent there's there's literally nothing in the constitution that says congress could not take control of the supreme court and say you're not going to hear these cases we're going to put a we're going to put campaign finance r law in and you will not be allowed to actually touch it that's actually that's, yeah, the, the, yeah. in the congress is supposed to balance a budget right, <laughs> know, right? every year i, know. I mean that's they, just don't they do could it. do right. that too yeah they could do that too but they don't and they won't what do you and think that's because what do you think about uh article five uh uh, uh uh, convention of states so we've never had a constitutional convention since the first one and uh you know back in uh 1780 and 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 so what do you think about you know that idea of okay congress won't do it we'll call a convention of states get I, I i'm all for it i mean I, I i looked at that before i decided to run for president right because um that seemed maybe easier. And then when I checked into it, my gosh, there's, you know, this, there's nine active article five convention organizations out there trying to do this. It's been going on uh, forever. And it just, it just has, I don't, I feel like one of them would have worked right already. Well, it's, um, getting, it's getting there. Convention of States, the organization, they, uh, they've got, I believe 19 state resolutions. They just got to get to 34 and, uh, and they're getting close. No, it's a long so, way. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's a long could way. They, I, I, I would, I would be in full support of them. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I don't know. So, uh, so, okay, Tony, you, you're, it's super interesting, man. I appreciate you, uh, just sh sharing your heart with us. And, um, I, I, I want to, I want to hear a little bit about kind of your, uh, uh, your music background, you know, just as somebody that does music, I, yeah. I, like tell me, like I'm looking at your website and if you can go to tonyzork.com as Z O R C.com. And, uh, and you, you've got some music that you've done and tell us a little yeah. bit about that. What, like, 
Yeah, so UpgradeByCountry.org is really where everything's going to land okay. here. We're going to actually merge it in, okay. and that's where the music is right now. So if you go to UpgradeByCountry.org and go to the music. So, you know, what, so I'm a solution engineer by background. I create, you know, I was an accountant. I was a, an entrepreneur, software engineer. And so I learned how to build solutions. So with solutions, you have, you, you make a list of requirements of everything the solution needs to do, right? And then you basically engineer around the constraints. And when I, when I put all this in, okay, there's a corrupt duopoly at place. Um, you've got to, you know, you got to have campaign funding only by citizens who aren't used to giving money. Um, you've got to have a means to support yourself while you're, while you're, you're doing this. This is what came out as best. So I, I created a story around the movement called the Upgrade My Country Story. And there's three clowns in it. Uh, there's three, there's, these are political clowns. So Curly is a self-serving politician. And he's red and blue. Uh, you can see on my website too. You can go look at the YouTube channel. I've, um, uh, you know, there's, there's several videos of him. You have Harry Curly and Bo. Harry is a, is a lobbyist for a profiting agent. And Bo is an abusive capitalist. And um, this is, you know, this is a guy trying to buy his way through the Congress of what he wants. Um, when I'm an entrepreneur and I, I'm not, you know, I don't condemn business at all, you know, but when you, when it gets to the point where you're overriding and you're just using the Congress, they work for you and, and you're so, buying your way so through. So crony capitalism is what you're you know, referring to. Crony capitalism and just uh, big lobby, big, big lobbyists, you know, what, look at the financial services industry, you know, the amount of money they're, they're, they pump in to both parties, by the way. To, to get their way and they're, they're, they're blocking legislation that would regulate them. The Silicon Valley bank failure is just another example, right? It's just another example of under regulation. And, you know, th- this is going on all the time with abusive capital, all the monopolies, duopolies that are forming in America. They're blocking out mid-market small businesses as well. It's, it's a mess. But so the, so the music tells us that th- there's a story here uh, of these three villains and then there's a story of the average citizen, Dan. He's about a 30-year-old American. And his dad, Dave, who wants to go to Congress and be a servant politician and really serve people. Um, and then there's this beast. There's this two-headed dragon that represents this corrupt duopoly who's, who's holding our country hostage. And the songs, there's 25-song catalog. Uh, we're releasing, uh, so, so six songs have been released. Twelve more come out tomorrow. But it's just it, these all these characters sing songs about their different point of view and what they see. So Bo, Bo, who's the abusive capitalist, his motto is, you know, greed is good, man. This is what the country was founded upon, right? And Harry, the the lobbyist, he's like, don't hate the player, hate the game, right? And and Curly is, you know, hey, I went to Washington wanting to serve you, but this is kind of what happened, right? I ended up serving myself, and. Then, you know, the heroes sing as well. So the music kind of dovetails in the story, helps explain what the situation is, and, and uh, hopefully, you know, get people unified. I, mean, I, I think, you know, we're in, a, we're in a, this inflection point. We're in this critical point where I don't think this can go on much longer, where we're going to say, hey, do we want unity for real, or do we just want our ideology to win? Do we want to be able to live with the other side? Do we want to be able to make compromise or just drive them out of business? And it's not working for either side. And it's working 
for the Congress who's bought and paid for it to be at eternal war, to get nothing done, to drive Washington pageantry. And so that's kind of where we're at. So, well, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think it's cool that you're, you know, you're thinking outside the box and you've got music and, and that's an, it's a neat, neat, uh, concept. I, when you say unity, um, you know, I always go back to this idea of what are we unifying around? You know, I think that's where the constitution and, and I'm good it, with we, that. We got to uni- I'm good with yeah, that. that. I love that, it. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I got a song called "The Constitution." I'd okay. love for you to hear it. <laughs> okay, I would love to. I would love yeah. to hear it. Hey, yeah, it comes. It you, comes out tomorrow. Does it really? Okay, cool. Yeah, and, it's the Constitution. What binds us together? Where? I mean, when you think, where will people be able to listen to that? Like Spotify, iTunes, yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, YouTube, as okay. well as you can just go to the UpgradeMyCountry.org site. And you'll see all the songs on the music so that, page. That actually well. comes out today because this will be yeah. So I think we're we're airing on Friday. Air, air, yep. So we're yeah. going right now on Thursday. So so if you're listening to this, you can go right now and you can and you can listen to that. Uh, but I, I'm excited to to check it out, man. I and again, I I here's the here's the beauty in all of this, Tony, is that. You know, you're a normal guy. It sounds like you just you just gotta you you're Try just to you're, be. yeah right. You're just some you're just some normal guy like Nathan and I here. We're just normal guys, and and we're we're all trying to make a difference. And what a what a beautiful republic we live in that we you can actually run for the the leader of our nation. I mean that to me is just such a at some. I hope people don't lose the lose sight of that. Like. You can, I can, you can for now something. guys, but I don't know how much long it'll be interesting. Right. <laughs> like, well, I don't true, know yeah. how I can for now, but just think, um, you know, it, 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 you, and everything I'm up against, how, you know, how difficult it is for me to get elected, but I'm still, I still can do it. Yeah. Um, but it's very difficult and I don't know how many, you know, how much longer it will be that someone can and honestly can because it's already so hard, right? Like I had to be independently wealthy, have all the experience of an entrepreneur, analyze the constitution and then have, (laughs) and then, and then, you know, basically, you know, have a prayer to God. And, uh, (laughs) you know, you still got a Mount Everest in front of you. So you still got a Mount Everest for you. And so I, I, I know my plan won't work if it's not God's plan. Right. And my whole mission is basically a test of, it's a referendum on my own understanding of God, right? Like, did God really ask me to do this? Or am I just doing this because I want to do it, right? So, I mean, if I'm, if I'm doing it because I want to do it, it's not going to work. I know it won't work. So it will be, you know, it'll be over soon. <laughs> you guys will be like, remember that guy who sang the song? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, if it is, if it is God's, plan then it will work well, right? sometimes too god um, tells you to to go down a path not to win the the end goal but for the journey and what he does t- in your heart right you know? yeah and th- and I think exactly that's, nathan you say it a lot you know anything done of faith pleases god and that's and, right and, and so, anything not done of faith is sin yeah so, so right you know if, right. You, if you have the right spirit that you're going about it you know even in the journey you'll be changed you know so. but, but guys and I believe it, but guys, our founders did not want a theocracy. I mean, they came here to, several of them came here to escape religious persecution. They didn't want to have a government that was a theocracy. That's not what we're in the business and that's not what they wanted. They wanted the freedom of religion. 
and you don't want to live in a theocracy. That's right. Think about how bad that's going to be if the wrong guy gets in power. But 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 keep in mind, it was Judeo-Christian principles that we were rooted in, and even John John Adams said our Constitution is wholly inadequate except for a religious and a moral people. So you cannot have freedom if people. Uh, don't know how to steward that liberty in a way that honors God. So they have to know God. You have to know the truths of God's word. Our founders were very clear that it was the Christian faith Absolutely. that was the foundations of our of our nation. They didn't. They didn't. When they say they didn't want an establishment of religion, they didn't want the One Anglican. Yeah, they didn't want the Anglican Church telling the Baptist Church what to preach, or the Baptist Church telling the Methodists what to preach. But it was always the Christian faith. Yeah, it was that the, was the context yeah. of leaving leaving uh, England. You had the Church of England, which was now, you know, he's making up the rules. Right. You've, got, you've got the guy at the top. Yeah. It was not against Christianity. It wasn't against the scriptures. It wasn't against the truth of scriptures. In fact, they went so far as to say we have no king but Jesus. Mm-hmm. So they did. I, I don't deny that. And I think when those guys really put their life on the line, they went. They, it was a revolutionary war. I mean, you are you are you are finding God quick when bullets are flying, right? So I don't I don't I don't deny that. Uh, I don't. Um, belittle that, or what do you think about Ben Franklin, one of the least religious guys of the founding fathers, who got up at the first Consti- constitutional convention? He said, "If we don't pray, if we don't bring the clergy and call on the clergy to pray to God, and, it's, and it was the God of the Christian faith, then how do we expect this thing to to work? It'll be as successful," he said, "as the effort to build the Tower of Babel if God is not if God does not interfere in uh, intervene. intervene in the affairs of men. If 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 the if the sparrow cannot fall to the ground except he take notice." How can an empire rise without his aid? So because of that, Tony, we have started every legislative session every single day since the foundation of our nation with a pastor leading in prayer. Even in Congress, they open every day with someone praying. So how do you say we are not a Christian nation when in our state legislatures, our our U.S. Congress, our city councils, we always start with prayer because Ben Franklin said to do it. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I go back to the teachings of Jesus and I go back to God gave us free will. All right. That, that not, and, and God, I believe wants us to live in a Republic where people are free to what they want to believe. Right. And we accept them. And we don't judge them for so, that, right? So it comes down, though, to the to the question, though, what if the Satanist gets in power and he says, I am going to legislate laws based on the ideas of Satan? What do All the more reason to change the system, guys, so we have a balance in power. Because we, the first thing you said was completely accurate, that the president is overgunned and the Supreme Court is overgunned. The founders intended the legislative branch, which was a representative uh, body to be the powerful thing and that they did debate and talk to each other and that, that you know, if the Antichrist got the presidency, it w- they wouldn't be that powerful, right? That was the intent. So, so that's not where we've landed. We're just so far from it. And, 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 it's, and it's just going to keep going in a, in a circus unless we really fix this at the foundation. We've got this crack. And, and so, the, so what, what happened with the founders they knew political parties were bad. They, the, the Federalist Papers outlined them, Hamilton, Madison, uh, Federalist, I think, 17, 18, outlined. They knew, they, they called them factions at the time. And all of them agreed unanimously that they did not want political parties 
to be in, involved in this. And then into Washington's term, you know, Jefferson Hamilton left and because they were pissed and didn't want, and wanted to run the government differently. And then they realized, Oh, I can't do anything on my own. Oh, I'll recruit people. Now I got a political party. Right. But so the founders left, there was a gap, there was a gap in the constitution for political parties. And that's where we're at now. And that gap's been exploited by these two firms and because this has become just a contest of cheating is, is all we have between these two law firms. And they work just like they're corporatized entities. I mean, they're very powerful corporatized entities. So that, that's just where we're at today. And until we fix the constitution for the political party gap, we're going to just, we're just going to be going in circles. You guys are, no, nothing's getting done. Nothing ever changes. Well, hey, listen, you should, I'm, I'm okay with nothing getting done because that means they can't screw up my uh, liberties if they're not doing anything. So because- right, well, but, that, but, but, but you're only okay with that because of a fear, out of a position of fear. If, if we have a, a republic where you, your faith is protected, your freedom of religion is protected, you don't need to live in that condition. We can talk about real progress. Right. Well, and, and I, uh, I would say that our founders didn't trust the government they were even putting in place. And even in the Federalist Papers, uh, you know, Madison references, he says that if men were angels, you would need no government. And so he's basically saying, but men are not angels. Therefore, you need a government and you need a government based on on a, on, a, on on moral principles that are defined in the laws of nature and nature's God. And so that's really where. We've got to get back to we, and I think what we're losing, Tony, and I, I think you see this like objective truth. I mean, look at what happened in Nashville on Monday. You have this yeah, this, this transgender woman who goes in, and she's so messed up in her thinking that she she really believes she's a man. And, and a, a society is told you have to affirm her in this because there is nobody, there is no real truth. It's just whatever somebody thinks is true is true. We've got to get our leaders. Our president needs to stand up and say, guys, there is objective truth and it is the laws of nature and nature's God and governments are only formed to protect the liberties of the laws of nature and nature's God that are given to man. That's, that's why governments, that's why our founders said governments are to exist is literally to protect your natural rights and I, I believe I, I I don't dispute that and I think the best way to do this at this point Micah is term limits and refereed elections to fix the system so you are going to have I mean over the years you're going to have a Satanist will come into the Congress right but then term limits protect us from not staying there and you're already part of the term limits story so I'm preaching to the choir there but um, you know the refereed elections is the power to it gives this council the power to recognize political parties police them accurately and so we have representation of the people for the people by the people the, the corporations did not exist when the founders drafted the constitution they just weren't that big of a thing and so they never imagined that these that that all that what how hard it is to get elected that politicians go to corporate funds because citizens don't give money to political parties and it's so difficult to raise money for them. So that's the first form of cheating. They just get represented by corporations. And then it's gone on from there with gerrymandering and all kinds of things. Right. Yeah. So it, it's just a culture of cheating is all. And I, and I know the guests you've had, I, 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 I know you want to believe that, Hey, these people are good and not, you know, behind, I, it's, it's just, they're not above the culture and you take that person out of the culture. I believe they are a good person, but inside the culture, they run how the organization runs. They just don't tell you that. 
Well, and I think there's there is uh, everyone is uh, is is able to be corrupted. I think every human heart is wicked. That's what God's word says. The heart is is wicked. Who can know it? And even George Washington himself said, "Few men have the virtue to withstand the highest bidder." So, and that's why he he term limited himself. I mean, we, they're term yeah, limited. Yeah, he did. The twenty. He did. The twenty second amendment didn't come into place until uh, wait until after you are right so right so did, and he he ruined it right yeah. like every like if if we had if we had more honorable society if there was more rules we wouldn't we wouldn't need this right but the reality is that's just it's been a long time since then and and the and what you know culture is as real as Wi-Fi is as real as cell phone reception it's it's a real thing you know you can't see it because it's it's in the air floating but the very real thing, and the culture in Washington rewards this. These, these, anyone who goes to work for the Democratic or Republican law firm, they move up based on their ability to fundraise, based on their ability to spin and spin deceitful lies, and based on their ability to do patent convincing. And that's how that's that's where it's at. Well, Tony, hey, I would just have to say, you know, best of luck to you. And again, I, I'm glad we live in a nation where even even though it's right now, maybe it won't be forever. We got to it's our republic. It's, uh, you know, like the lady said, the Ben Franklin, when she came out of the when they came out of the Constitutional Convention they, and she said, uh, what have you given us, Dr. Franklin? And he said, a republic, madam, if you can keep it. And so we certainly have a job to do to keep it. Uh, I love that you're able to jump in and and climb a Mount Everest like this. I, I know it's a it's a big Everest. I would I would encourage you just to you know keep speaking boldly, speak your mind, let people decide whether or not they they agree with you. But you know always go back to God's word and 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 Nathan, it's you know I I am excited because we got our first presidential candidate on the podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's you, pretty cool. You have honored us, sir. <laughs> yes, you have. Well, thank you guys, yeah. and I appreciate it, and I love that we. I, this to me is what America is about. We don't maybe agree on it, but we have a civil debate, and we end. And that, you know, this is what's missing now. It's just gone. I mean, the, the, the politicians don't even, they don't even show up. They show up to vote by the party leaders, right? That's where we're at now. They're like, don't even come to the chamber. We'll tell you how to vote. Go fundraise. That's how it works now. And, and all debate's been lost. And it's just, you know, who they serve with their corporate masters. So, but I love, thank you so much for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. And uh, appreciate the point of view. And, and think you have a beautiful traditional conservative view. And, wouldn't want you to change that. I, what I want is to fix the system so you're represented and you can truly have a, a voice and you can you can go out there and get people to represent you, you know, and in an honorable system. Well, thank you, Tony. And and uh, one more time for the listeners, tell, tell them where they can go to find out more about you. Yeah, the biggest thing you can do is I need to get ballot access in all 50 states. So if you go to upgrademycountry.org and go to the ballot tab, and, and if you can grant me ballot access, that's the first step to, towards uh, doing this and could really use any, you know, everyone's support. So, um, that sounds good. I, and uh, it's a, it's a big task. Getting on that ballot is probably one of the biggest hurdles of any candidate. We see that in the, in uh, state elections. Even uh, we have people, yeah. good people trying to run for uh, statewide offices and they can't even get on the ballot because to your point, the parties have made it very hard for outsiders to get in and do anything. Very hard. And that's, they, they, yep. And I've, they've I've colluded as a, yeah, I've, a I've, yep. it's very difficult. Yep. And I've spoke out against that for many years. It, it, we need to make it easier for good average citizens to get on the ballot for people to have a, have a choice. So that's, well, like, I'd love your support in any way you guys can. You, you're, you're, you are a part of the media landscape and you can use your power 
further this democracy or you can use it to fight for one side, you know, and I encourage you to use it for everybody. I mean, even people who don't have the same point of view as you. Yeah. you know? Did you just, did you just say we were part of the media? Cause uh, that's, uh, those are bad words there, Tony. I was, <laughs> we can't stand the media. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry. It's, I can say right. podcast that, media, but you're not on television. We're though. not, we're not part of the MSNBC crowd. Let's just, we'll leave right. it at that. There I, we go. There we no, go. No, I think that's, yeah. That's, that's fair to say. That's funny. <laughs> well, Tony, uh, hey, best of luck to you, man. And, uh, you know, keep us posted. And and we'd love to, you know, have you check back in with us down the road. Let us know how it's going. And uh, I do think it is cool yeah. that you're you're running for president of the United States. What a what a great nation we live in that you can you can jump in and do that's that. That's right. Yeah. Citizens yeah. have to stand up and and uh, be a part of the solution. And and if you think that those aren't real people, no, they're real people every day that get up. You know, we were just in Washington <laughs> praying with praying with guys who who love the Lord and they're they're trying to make a difference, mm-hmm. fighting through yeah. the world of of the way the rules are right now. But they're they're there and they're they're making their mark to try to see God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, and God calls us to be obedient to the state and the laws, and I'm doing this on the up and up through the. The, the laws prescribed they're very difficult to do i'm not taking any dark money i'm taking all and i've even restricted the laws further to only take funding from citizens so it's even more hard i'm being even more hard on myself than the congress is so it's it's, it's difficult but i don't believe i don't want to i don't want to go work for corporate interests and to me then there's no point in doing this right so cool man well um, well, hey, but man, go stream the Constitution, guys, and yeah. get into it because it's real. Yeah, yeah we'll give it a um, listen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Con- uh, is, is it called the Constitution? Is that the name of the it's song? Called the Constitution. Okay, awesome, yeah. man. Well, good deal. Yeah. We'll listen to it. Go check it out on Apple uh, Music yeah. or Spotify if you're listening to this. The Constitution is it under your name, Tony Zork? Yeah, it's Tony Zork. It's, it's on. It's on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, and or YouTube Music. So cool. it's on all four of those platforms. All right, man. Well, keep it up, and uh, you know, we'll we'll check back in with you periodically. And uh, thanks for calling into the show. It's been been a fascinating uh, conversation, to say the least. Thank you, gentlemen. Really appreciate it. All right, man. Take Have care. a good day. God bless. You too. Well, Nathan. Presidential candidate number one. I think we're gonna have many more to come, but uh, you know that that was. I mean, super interesting. Obviously, you know, I think you and I would would disagree with him on on uh, some issues, but boy, I again, I just come back to the fact that it's cool that you know, just just guys like that can can run for president of the of the free like leader of the free world. When I was uh, nineteen or twenty, I went to North Central in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, and there was an election that was, you know, going to be happening. Um, man, this would be like 1997, 98, something like that. Dang, man, you're old. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and there was this guy named Jesse the Body Venture. I remember him. He was a wrestler. Well, he got elected while I was there. Get I, out. I, I, I was watching that. I voted for Norm whatever his name was. McDonald? And, Norm McDonald no, was running too? No, it was Norm McDonald, but... <laughs> Uh, anyway, I remember I voted for the Republican, and um, well, was was Jesse the uh, the he, body? Was he? he was, uh, it was for God. It was, was he independent? Yes, libertarian it, it, or something. Yeah, uh, libertarian or something like okay. that. But he was he was you know, third party. He was third party. Okay, and you know I watched all the debates, and I think he was running for governor. If I'm not mistaken. oh yeah, he yeah, was, was he became he was governor, governor. Yeah. So so we're watching all this. I remember I was at a a laundromat that night, 
and I'm, I'm watching the returns come in and I could not help, even though my guy lost, I could not help but have this huge smile on my face. And I remember just saying, this can only happen in America, <laughs> right? That this guy is going to get elected. Jesse the body. Jesse the body Ventura. I, I was, you know, he was better than electing the other guy, yeah. but still a colossal mess. Um, but, but it made me believe that the system worked, Yeah, you know, yeah. if, if somebody got out there and they hustled and they worked yeah. hard and they could get people to not agree with this position or that position, you know, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm very concerned with whether, um, our elections are legitimate. Yeah. Right. After what, a lot of what, fraud. what I have a seen lot of fraud. Yeah. and what I believe about the 2020 election and 2022 and, and 2020, you know, just, I, I, I come from a state that just Pennsylvania is wicked cheaters over, especially in Philadelphia. Yeah. Right. So I don't, I, I believe that the will of the people was thwarted. I'll, I'll, I, I am absolutely calling conspiracy theorists. I could care less. I don't believe that last election had, had Trump lose. I believe he won. I believe he won by a lot. Yeah. Right. And, and when I, when I really consider that, that's the great concern that I have right now. And it's not the law. You talk about third party, you know, uh, we, or we need this, this other uh, referee, I think is the word. Yeah. yeah. Used, Election right? refer- referee. I thought that yeah. was the law. I thought that that's what the law does. And what we're supposed to do is adhere to the law. But what we did was we had a bunch of secretary of states that started changing the law. Because of COVID, which that's why you write law. You write law so that in the worst of circumstances, it's already been decided how things are supposed to go. You don't start making changes to it because of how people's feelings are. You write the law away from people's feelings so that you have, you, you have truth that's guiding that. What should have been done is that you follow the law. Yeah, And even they have had... They've had court cases after the fact that says that these these secretary of states did not abide yeah. by the law. Yeah, Pennsylvania, they literally thwarted their own state constitution and 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 allowed universal mail in balloting, which was not constitutional. You couldn't do it. Right. And they did it as this emergency order, which was still unconstitutional. Totally unconstitutional. And 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 there are mechanisms in place to to stop to stop that unconstitutional act from uh, from having an impact. And one of those mechanisms was Mike Pence being the president of the Senate as vice president. Slow it down, Mike. Yep. He should have he should have stopped it. He should have said, nope, we need to go back. You need to actually fix this in your state before we certify this election. You cannot break your state's constitution and then come to Washington and ex- expect us to receive this as a constitutionally sound uh, vote of electors that you want. And I love and, the way that you put this, Micah, because you bring it down to our founders didn't write, you know, they didn't write process in law for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, it was not ceremonial. That's right. This is not a ceremonial thing. When he comes back and says, oh, I don't think I have the power to do this. He, I don't, he, he doesn't he know was, the constitution. He, he's wrong. Yeah, he, he did have that power yeah. because the founders gave it to him for just such an emergency yep. and he 
punted. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think Congress has either passed a law or was working to pass a law that would make it so the vice president could not uh, do anything but approve the electors, which that tells you right there, he had the authority to do it. Yeah. Why would you have to change the law <laughs> unless the law was meant yes, to do that? Exactly. Right? So, so there, that, that right there tells you, okay, this is this, he had the authority. He should have, he should have kicked it back in, in, in Pennsylvania, just one state, right? He should have kicked it back to that state and said, I cannot accept this because you broke your state's constitution. So fix it. He's not, he didn't have to come up with the way to fix it. It wasn't his job to say how to fix it. It was just saying, guys, get it right in your states if before we certify it here nationally in, in Washington. That's all that had to be done. And he could say, however long it takes, you guys go back. And trust me, if he held up the certification of the law, they would have fixed it very quickly. They would have come, they would have met at the state house in, in, uh, in Pennsylvania. And they would have said, uh, they would have said, Hey, we got to fix this because we are getting our electors uh, to be certified. So let's fix it. Let's do whatever we need to do to get it right within our constitutional, uh, our, our constitutional language. They would have done it. And then, you know, and even if it was Joe Biden that still won, okay, great. At that point, you've at least followed constitutional steps. I don't, I don't really care who's the winner as long as the winner is in line with the constitutional, honest process that we have in place. And that's the referee, the rule yeah, of law. That's true. That's a great... That, that's that's the that referee. is the referee, yeah. And and I I don't, you know, personally, you know, I, I don't know that we need more government in there to figure out the rule that's of law. Right. We need the existing government to abide by the rule of law. And, you know, you talk about cheating, I, I think they changed the rules in the middle of the game. Mm -hmm. And if, if football changes, and, and, you know, I'm from Pittsburgh, so I like the way football used to be. It was a much tougher game. We had, you know, uh, James Harrison and, and, and Troy Polamalu, and they, had to, they got called in before, you know, Goodell, who I can't stand, and, and said, you know, uh, you can't hit guys like you're hitting them. <laughs> And here's Paul Amalu, who is, you know, he loves the Lord. And he's like, you know, Roger, you're turning this game into a sissy game. I mean, that's the way that Paul Amalu talks. But nobody wants to get hit by Paul Amalu. Yeah, right, he, he's right. a man's man. He just talks softly. And and that's the truth. So you're he, throws you, he throws you for a loop because you think the voice sounds like a sissy voice. And then you get pummeled like a Mack truck. You're like, what just happened? He's the lion of Pittsburgh. And, and so, but, but I'm the type of guy okay you change the rules all right these guys have learned to play the game a certain way for 30 years and james harrison said you're gonna all of a sudden tell a man who's learned this since he was five years old that there's new rules and expect him to change overnight no you're gonna fine him and that's why he was getting fined constantly because he was smashing guys because that's, know, just, that's that's it, that's how you learn to play the he, game they thought it was better as players at that age right that it's better to take a concussion than it is to lose your kneecaps, right? So if you're going to hit me one place or another, hit me over here. But it took time for the game to kind of change till people got used to, and you know, even down to the little guys where we're teaching them how to play. You can't do that anymore. Rules change. Just tell me what the rules are. I really liked what 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 we were really kind of uh, challenged to when we were in D.C. this last week. Is okay. If this is the new rule, learn to play it and outperform them, mm -hmm. right? And that but was specifically that, that's in, the rule. 
In ballot harvesting. Ballot harvesting. They were saying, you know right? what? If that's how the Democrats are going to play, if that's legal in a state, if the state legislatures have allowed that, then get out there and out ballot harvest them. And what did what did Reince Priebus, uh say to us when he was talking to the group? He he mentioned that, or or maybe it was Zach Moffat. I can't remember the political director for uh, Tim Scott. The uh, he said we we. Uh, it was back in 2008, 2009. They changed the rule or they started doing something differently and then we beat them at it. Oh, it was social media. It was mm-hmm. Facebook, Yeah, right? We outperformed them. We outperformed them on, yeah. on social media in 16, right? So they they used social media in 2008 under Obama mm-hmm. and 2012 under Obama and they basically start you know using this mechanism to get out the vote. And we didn't do it. We were slow to the game as Republicans. Well, in mm-hmm. 2016, we did it. And then what'd they do? They hauled in all the social media providers and said, you can't let Trump do that ever again. You got to silence him, like shut him down, shut down his Twitter, shut mm-hmm. down his Facebook, set, shut down conservatives, shut down, you know, any voices that are outside of the leftist talking point, shut them down. So essentially what they said right there, they said, you used it better than we even used it. And so I think that's what's going to happen with ballot harvesting. It'll get to the point where Republicans just do it better. And we outperform them. And then that, at that point, the Democrats will start screaming foul and say, you can't do that. And then they'll want to change the law. And I think at that point, Republicans will probably say, fine, change the law back. We'll beat you the old way too. Yeah, so, the, 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 old, the, the old way is you get one day. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not election season. Oh my gosh. You know, yeah. uh, when you talk about absentee ballots, absentee ballots exist for military. Yeah. They exist for people who are working. It's the exception, the rare yeah, exception. the rare exception yeah. not to be done the way that they're yeah. doing it. Yeah. And yeah. and so they, they've, they've changed the rules. They don't play fair. And when the rules are changed, okay, now just tell us what they are. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go get it done by that. But I... I appreciate Tony coming on the show. I mean, you you, you have to think um, how difficult it is for somebody to come on who doesn't necessarily know you, yeah. and wonder, am I going to get a fair shake? So if we, if you're like, man, why didn't we pounce there? Um, I just want you to know it's it's because I do think that what he said at the end is right. We need to be able to talk to one another civilly and with a, a level of respect that just disagrees over an issue to work it out rather than just just smear them. And I hope that today you saw, you know, Mike and I trying to give give a man a credit where where he's going yep. to try to do you know, give honor right. where honors do, right? That's right. You know that's right. you can it's, do this in yeah. a way that honors God. Yeah. That's right. Well hey, I like I said, first presidential candidate of many to come. So yeah, I, I think it's awesome. And you know, and you know, God is, he's opening doors of influence for you and I, I mean, just even like you said, being out in DC this past week was incredible. We got to pray with Tim Scott. Uh, Tim talked that to guy's us. That a man of God. Dude, he knows God's word better than most uh, pastors. Uh, holy cow. I, I can quote scripture, but I can't tell you exactly where everything comes from. He was from. chapter verse oh, man. All, all the time. I mean, and humility, the, yeah. the Lord's presence is yeah. on Tim Scott yeah. without a out. Yeah, it, he would be a great president. The question would be, can he, can he win? You know, hey, maybe he could be a vice president. Yeah, that's true. He would well, be a good know, vice president. I never know yeah. where the Lord would use him. Yeah, man. But then David Barton and Bob McEwen. If you don't know oh, who Bob my McEwen goodness. is, my gosh, that guy. I wish that guy was my, you know, my adopted grandfather. He's like just so wise. I wish I had the ability to memorize what he said. I think we're going to try to get him here to Life Listen, Church sometime. If right? we get him here to Life Church, if you miss that day. You you should be spanked for six weeks straight. 
I'm telling you, he's <laughs> he's that good. I'm he's. <laughs> You just tell our listeners that. They should be special. They should be special. <laughs> if they miss Bob McEwen, <laughs> they should. That's funny. Well, this is Jesus, sex, and politics. So I say I'm just saying about- spanking in today's culture. That is initially, <laughs> you know, that's what everyone's thinking right now. I, this, I've uh, been beaten so many yeah. times. It had no context there. I'm telling you. All right. Well, hey, tell your friends to subscribe and listen and share Jesus, sex, and politics on all of your wherever you go to get your podcasting needs met. We're there. (laughs) Or you'll get spanked. Yeah, don't get spanked. (laughs) All right. We'll catch you next time where we talk about all the things that culture doesn't want to talk about. Including spanking. (laughs) 